0: Because he's a winner, like he's green everywhere else, and he's still a little green and like roping and everything on him. But whenever you nod your head, he's good. I mean, the first round today, we might have not have stopped, and I had to pull twice. But I mean, he's still he's not he hasn't tried to take the shot away from me. He's been honest all week, and I can't thank him enough for that.
1: This is Season 3 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's regular podcast, where the team roping world talks. We've told the stories of some of the greatest cowboys, horses, and moments in the sport, and we're so far from done. In 2020, we'll bring you more of what you've come to expect, like interviews with the best cowboys and cowgirls we know, and we'll dive even deeper into subjects you care about. Look for more audio editions of the Team Roping Journal stories you might have missed in print, and learn about the great horses shaping the sport and great challenges facing our industry. All this and more in 2020. I'm Chelsea Schaefer. Hey, everybody, welcome to this special National Finals of Breakaway edition of the score. Today, um, it was day two, uh so they ran four more calves today. uh They will run two more tomorrow, and then the top eight in the average after the first two calves they run will go into a round of eight sudden death. The top four in that round of eight will rope um for the top four paychecks in the in the money for the for the whole week so it'll be really exciting um we've got the whole breakdown about how the payout and the format works. On the com. I've been getting tons of questions. People not understanding how it works, um, which I kind of predicted, because I can check how many people read these stories, and I think only about. Uh, 250 people read my story total that said the the payout for the national finals of breakaway roping and I put it up about two months ago guys so uh, I think everybody just kind of now that it's happening is scrambling to see what what's going on so that story is on the breakawayropingjournal.com I reshared it on our Facebook page earlier in the week so you can find it pretty easily so day two of the national finals of breakaway roping uh, was all about Martha Angeloni who corrected us all. Um, I think even a lot of the other breakaway ropers were saying Martha Angelone. Um, it is very Italian. It's Martha Angeloni. <laughs> she has roped eight calves um, in 20.4 seconds. Uh, she split the third round with a 2.2 second run and she split the fourth round with a 1.9 second run. If you listen to the podcast with Martha yesterday, she said she's never been very smart in her day in her life and she wasn't going to back off. She absolutely did not. So um, we'll talk to her today. We will also talk to Larry D. Guy, who is second in the average. Um, she is roping great. She has one barrier um, which I know she's bummed about, but yes she is second in the average. And then third in the average is Jordan Joe Fabrizio. And we visit with her later in the round, or excuse me, later in the podcast. So, um We've got three great interviews for you. And then I've got a special fourth interview with Jackie Crawford. And I wanted to talk to Jackie. I special requested that she come down to the press room uh, because she did something that really showed some integrity today. And I wanted to highlight it, especially for the younger folks who who might be listening to this podcast. Uh, Jackie... She, in golf, she, she gave herself a penalty stroke. Um, she came off a bunch of wins yesterday, was leading the average, had been absolutely dominant yesterday, drawn a lot of attention. And then in the very first round today, which was round five, uh, she had an illegal catch that the judges missed. And Jackie, uh, she walked up and, and told the judges, hey, you missed this call, I should have got a no time. And, and she did, and they announced that at the end of the round, and I, I only got to watch it on the big screen, so I didn't really see what exactly had happened. Uh, but she explains it in an interview later, later in this podcast. So without further ado, I will let you listen to our visit with, uh, with Martha first, and enjoy. Martha. You told me yesterday you've never been smart a day in your life and you weren't going to start here. Um, Tell me about your game plan going into this. Did you feel like you were as aggressive as you wanted to be over these last four rounds?
0: Uh, I honestly was a little bit more aggressive than I wanted to be. I was just going to try to go knock all four of my calves down today, especially how some things unfolded today. The last two rounds I told myself just to take the shot when it's given to you, and it just happened faster than what I thought it was going to.
1: Your horse? Felt great all day,
0: yes, ma'am. He's a little iffy in the box right now. He's wanting to turn his head. I know he's nervous, but Charlie helped me on the last one. Yeah, keep his head straight and everything. It helped me a lot.
1: He is so green, like that's that's crazy. Where why do you have confidence in him?
0: Because he's a winner, like he's green everywhere else, and he's still a little green and like roping and everything on him, but. Whenever you nod your head, he's good. I mean, the first round today, we might have not have stopped, and I had to pull twice. But I mean, he's still—he's not—he hasn't tried to take the shot away from me. He's been honest all week, and I can't thank him enough for that.
1: At this point, how much of a gold buckle is in your mind versus how much are you thinking? You know, still kind of go for the round, still one cap at a time. How are you balancing that?
0: Honestly, I'm not thinking about the end game. Uh, this is a great chance that the PRCA has given us with the m- amount of money that's up. So I'm still going to try to be smart for the average, but I'm going to try to do exactly what I did today because me being from where I came from, this is a lot of money and it c- it's a lot of money that changes our lives. And with the rounds paying 4400 that's like a huge deal for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to win as much money as I can. And if it falls right and it happens i i mean i don't know what i'll have for emotions tomorrow but i'm gonna keep trying to win as much as i can until then
1: tell me about high pressure situations like what you're going to face tomorrow what is your i mean obviously nobody's ever been in the situation that we're going to be in tomorrow but what is your experience do you have you have anything that you can compare tomorrow to
0: uh honestly not this is the biggest stage we've ever been on um I mean, I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow or anything. I hope I'm just as ex- as excited as I was the last two days. So
1: Now you went to the all-in last night. You had something to do. What do you have to do tonight to keep you busy?
0: I'm probably still going to go home and practice and probably still just hang out with my family and uh, just enjoy the time. I never get to see my mom because I'm from Virginia, so I like to spend the time with her while she's down here too. So,
1: Who helped you get started in Virginia?
0: Uh, my dad, he was a tie-down roper. Uh, he passed away four years ago now, five years ago, and he started me whenever I was young and everything. I ran barrels, tied goats. I did about everything, but breakaway and team roping were my two favorite events. I, I did like to go tie till I blew out my knee and then I didn't like it anymore.
1: Did you guys go to the JX two stuff a lot? Where did you or did you go to the IPRA rodeos, APRA rodeos? Where were you?
0: Um, Back when I was still back there, they still had like the Metro Opens and stuff. Uh, They were bigger than the JX two's back in the day, but um, those were kind of closer to the house. That was still a five hour trip to maybe win first in the average and win three hundred bucks. Me being out here and the money that's up, it's it's crazy. Like back there, back home, you'd win a rodeo and win like. 300 and be the same time you'd be out here and you win 2000 at an amateur rodeo mm-hmm. so
1: Now obviously uh, team roping you do team rope quite a bit still.
0: Correct? Yes, yes ma'am. I head in heel
1: Gotcha. so you've been to the u.s. Finals had success at the u.s. Finals What has the opportunities that team roping given you done to set you up for this moment? I feel like you've been in some on some really big stages in team roping.
0: Yes, ma'am. Uh, there was, I mean, U.S. Finals was one of the bigger stages. The Patriot has a really big chance for us to win money, and then the WCRA stepped up for us, and I mean, I've never won that much in the team roping before, and I didn't even finish like I wanted to over there and still won 14000 in the team roping that week, and for an all-girl, that was absolutely amazing. You know, it, you mi- I missed my last one at AT&T, but Still, the chance to rope for that much money is awesome. Absolutely. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Martha. Now, up next is our chat with Larry D. Guy.
2: your back how's my back yeah it's it's not a good back I've had a bad back since I was a a kid but um it's very manageable right now and it's not affecting me any
1: and you didn't look I thought maybe you looked sore when you were in the grand entry I was like nervous for you but well I wake up
2: tight um every morning and I go to bed every night tight but I I usually go get stem cell in Mexico, and I happen to be a week late. So that's going to be my vacation after the finals is to get my back taken care of. I just wish I would have been able to do it last week.
1: Yeah, for sure. Tell me about Rex.
2: You know, Rex, is um, he's been a blessing for me. He kind of took over for gangster. I got him from a really good friend of mine, Jake Connor. And um, he's gotten where, you know, he really scores well, and he always runs to the calf and gives me a good chance. Now
1: we're talking years apart, decades apart, really. But that's the same people that Eight Track came from. Yes. And but not related to Eight Track. Any similarities to Eight Track?
2: You know, he runs a lot like Eight Track. Eight um, Track. I, I I was privileged to get to ride him later in his career, and it was always kind of funny because every time I rode Eight Track, I won something and. I always gave Hope a hard time because I was like, no wonder you won all that money. You get to ride 8-track, you know. But, um, yeah, you know, Rex hardly ever takes a throw, always runs to the calf, and gives you a good chance.
1: Um, I took, I was just kind of watching and taking a little survey, and I think there were three of you at least that I saw in that Randy Reed bit. Um, What's so great about that bit, and why would breakaway ropers like it so much?
2: You know, the, um, Randy Reed contacted me about that bit, and he sent me one, and I loved it. And I shared with all my friends about that bit because I felt like that was a bit that would let your horse pull on you a little bit in the box, but also gave you control in the stop. And I love that bit. You know, I, I think that I use that bit on my team roping horses, my breakaway horses, my young horses. I use that bit a lot. It's one, I've got probably four bits that I, you know, are my go-to bits and that's dang sure one of them.
1: Are you happy with the way you're roping?
2: You know, I feel I'm roping good. Uh, You know, I got a barrier that I just, I maybe went a little fast. I felt like the calf stepped a little left when he left, but I I feel like I'm using my rope good and and just trying to get my job done.
1: Um, We talked a little bit yesterday about how important the average is and I mean, but how important the go rounds are how are you balancing the need to stay in the average with the need to win something in the go rounds?
2: well when you're old like me you know you you go at every calf but it's usually not going at them like Martha Angelone you know it's it's like I might be a 2 4 or 2 5 but I'm trying to be aggressive on every single calf that I run I just don't want to take a dumb shot and you know today one out of the four I felt like I took an extra swing on the rest of them I just felt like I hit the barrier and took the best shot that I had.
1: Perfect, that's what I needed. And last in our top three in the average is Jordan Fabrizio. She is third in the average heading into the final two calves uh, in the regular 10 head part of the performance. Jordan, and I have a group text going with Breakaway Ropers in Colorado, and they were all talking about how smart you were roping. Did you feel smart? Where? What was your? Were you roping smart? Were you roping for the rounds? Tell me about. Give me your analysis.
3: I've just been trying to run one calf at a time and do my job. Um, I have a pretty good um, mental stability in my corner, I guess. Raymond's been talking me through it and helping me all the way, and. I think um, I feel like mentally I had an advantage with him because he's been here and done it, and so it gave it relieved a lot of my anxieties. But um, I've just been trying to go and be aggressive and do my job one calf at a time.
1: What was Raymond saying to you in the corner?
3: Um, just take a deep breath and and relax. Um, I you saw in the first one I get a little bit excited <laughs> sometimes, run over myself, but. Um, just to keep breathing and relax and and do do what we do every day and um not not get too hyped up in the situation which is nearly impossible I mean we're in Arlington yeah but um just keeping me down to earth
1: tell me about that horse that you're riding her
3: name's Cookie uh we bought her a year ago from um Chancey Etbauer and Robert and um she didn't really want to sell her to me but I kind of pulled her leg and I'm very thankful for her she makes my job easy and I've had some growing pains with her, but um, if I do my job, she does hers, and so she's she's been a huge blessing to me. What's
1: your game plan going into tomorrow?
3: Same thing. I'm just going to run my calf one at a time, do my job, and the, the chips lay where they may.
1: Very good. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, and like I told you, I want you all to hear from Jackie um, about what happened on the calf that she – voluntarily essentially took a no time on Um, you know there were gonna be people at home that had seen that maybe Jackie uh, that was an illegal shot but the judge did not see uh, and Jackie made it right so I wanted her to visit about that and about the decision to call herself out on it and tell the judges what had really happened Jackie you told on yourself Tell me about that. That was a hard, I mean, tell me about what it took for you to raise your hand.
4: Well, I mean, I hate, I didn't want to go out there and like dispute the judges. I mean, that's their call. But at the same time, I knew that they had missed it. And you don't live with something like that and let it go. So um, I just got back around to the front and made sure I wasn't going to get in trouble by going out there and went and told them like I definitely had a back leg in it and it was just they missed it and that's just human error and I can't even imagine having their job and trying to make those just split second decisions so um nobody's fault except my own for roping a back leg and and they got it right and so now I got to figure out a different game plan
1: you're fifth in the average though I mean you can just stay steady at this point is that how you're feeling what's your game plan
4: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I still need to, I'm going to do some figuring tonight, but I think that I'm definitely going to still try to go for some rounds if the shot presents itself. Um, I had one calf today that I kind of regret. The timing just wasn't there, and I wish I'd have taken the shot, but um, other than that, I just the the shots didn't present themselves as well to win money in the go-rounds today, but I'm definitely going to be pressing it tomorrow as long as I know I'm safe in the average.
1: Perfect. That's all I need. Thanks, Jackie. Okay. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Score from the National Finals of Breakaway Roping. Uh, Thanks to Caitlin for getting it edited. She's our producer back in Wickenburg, just enjoying the sunshine. Um, And thank you to Charlie One Horse, Resist All, Fastback, and Cactus for their support of the Breakaway Roping Journal. They were here on the ground floor. Um, I hope they are enjoying the benefits of being a partner of ours at the Breakaway Roping Journal because uh, they've been with us from the beginning, and breakaway roping is just absolutely exploding. Uh, people are shopping here for breakaway roping gear while we're in Arlington, um, and I hope that you take your time uh, to go by those booths where there's where Cactus and Fastback. Go say hi to Barry um, and Katie at the Cactus booth, uh, and Mike pylan. Go go see Terry and Coy and crew at the Fastback booth, Mary Jane and Ricky at Resistall and Charlie One Horse. Tell them thank you um, for believing in what we do here. We sure appreciate it.